Well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 244, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ryan. And I'm Adam Batia. <laughs> 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 We're related? <laughs> oh my god. You're my long lost sister. <laughs> I see. Looks this same. week, Miss Marvel is over, and the ramification of the last two minutes will tear the MCU asshole asunder. New look at Riri in Wakanda Forever. Judgment Day is almost here. We go goo goo for gala. And as <laughs> always, we'll plug your daddy. Uh, but first, some housekeeping, Kaylin. Yeah. Uh, so d- uh, don't forget to check out our review of Thor Love and Thunder, which was released earlier this week. And also upcoming will be our review of the third season of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, I wasn't on the Thor podcast. What's the stupidest thing that happened on it? Um, it wasn't that stupid because you weren't on it. Oh. Sorry, Thor. <laughs> I'm sure that was talked about a lot. Uh, all right, let's get on with See You Next TV. See You Next TV is our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. While we'll sometimes digest entire seasons as extra issues, we know folks can't wait to talk about weekly spoilers and reveals. So let's get down with Miss Marvel, Episode 6, The Finale. Kamala's first hero's journey reaches its climax as she fends uh. off damage control to save Kamran and fends off Kamran from rage-killing damage control and their friends and family. Some big reveals kick off major ramifications in the MCU, like we said during the This Week. What'd you guys think about the episode first, and then we'll talk about a lot of other stuff. The revelations, you mean? No, we'll do the revelations last. That's oh, okay. Yeah, let's well, like, like the Bible, revelations yeah. is last. Um <laughs> So, yes, the episode was fantastic. Uh, they stuck the landing. I was a little worried about it because Marvel shows, as we know, like sometimes falter a little bit in the final episode. And it felt like they wrapped up a lot of stuff in the fifth episode when they were in Karachi, mm-hmm. including like basically the clandestine who have been the big bad all season basically being killed off. Mm-hmm. So we were wondering how you know damage control and Kamran uh, and all that was going to work out. It worked out really well. I love... Like, I am a sucker for, like, community pulling together, a family pulling together, a kind of a story. It's a cliche. It's a little, like, hokey and sentimental at times. But God damn it, do I love it. And it's because the character work is so strong and the acting is so good mm-hmm. that it worked for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's they, the, the cast is chemistry. Yeah. They just do. Yeah, I I loved it as well. It's uh, this is the first series um, of these these shows that I was like I could have used a couple more episodes. Honestly, yeah, I could have I could have seen her superheroing just a scotch yeah. more. Um, I and I think this specific episode was just jam packed that it could have been a two parter. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I there's some moments that I like are just all the kids coming together for no fucking reason really. I but like I like like Zoe friend. coming yes. back like I'm already in the school. I that did, was dumb is it? and I loved it. Nakia was like, um, it's like us. We're here to support you, and also Zoe. I guess like it was <laughs> yeah. a very good call out. I did love that her brother came, and it's like, uh, but I'm a superhero. I don't need a chaperone. And it's like it's such a, like a South Asian thing. It's like yes, Beta, you have powers, but <laughs> you, your your older brother is going to come and watch over you. I'm Indian, so I can make. That accent, by the way, not y'all. That can't. wasn't us, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I think that they nailed. I think you're exactly right, Kalen. That the character work ahead of time made the finale a joy to generally watch. You got to see all the characters come together. It was also for a good purpose too. Like I, I might have like read too much subtext into it, but I was, you know, a li- originally I was a little bit surprised that damage control. Well, obviously, like. <laughs> by the end of the episode was using literally like live rounds to fucking try and murder these people seemingly. Yeah. But I, you know, as the more that I thought about it and it's like, it was a very like saccharine 
Disney way to do it. But I mean, obviously the entire whole damage control plotline was built around, you know, power and particularly seemingly white power kind of ideas and white supremacy, like uh, not white supremacy necessarily, but just the general combination of it, like really, I kind of like felt very emotional about it because I was thinking about, you know, like, oh, this is so extreme. And like, how could they do this to kids? I'm like, this happens to fucking kids of color constantly. So it's just like a very like realization of like that if the fact that a Disney plus fucking show could somehow put that out there and people could see that yeah. I think is a great fucking thing. So I was just really like, t- like s- both surprised and really like, I was like, wow, this beyond just the, the obviously emotional moments of the culture that they've been able to show for Pakistan. And otherwise, I think they just continues to really hit it home and make this show feel very different than, than like a typical show before. Uh, you know, right now uh- it's. I think it's safe to say the world is kind of in a shithole. Yeah. Like uh, every day, I'd read the news and I just feel worse about everything. It's just nice being able to consume, um, you know, a piece of fiction that just is really feel good. I know that's cheesy to say, yeah, but it just right. it's just like, you know, it just made me feel good, yeah. and I desperately we, need that right now. And I'm not the only one. Yeah, we I, we really do need it right now. It's and also for them to be telling. Kind of straying really far from the comics and just really telling a unique story, yeah. Especially with the origin, and um, we'll get into it. But her potential backstory mm-hmm. even more, like it's just completely different. It's an original story at this point, but sure. still being inspired by how great the actual original comic was. Yeah, I need so to good. know what gym she goes to because her ability to run on those small shield like things, parkour. She, she parkour. is fucking like I intense know. and. It, people are like she doesn't even know how to use her powers she was fucking running on those little plates for like at like a long time and obeying the law when it was the red light <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't go she stopped yeah I, yeah i mean kind of broadening the the concept beyond the episode and just talking about the season overall like what did you guys i mean i think we're all gonna walk away feeling amazing we've been talking about this every week having such joy for it not just amazing marvelous, marvelous. So easily one of the top shows if not my f- number two, maybe my number one. It's it's just it's so good. I I think a big criticism this show got was the way she, her powers were being um, manifested. Uh, portray- yeah, yeah, exactly portrayed. And so they they didn't quite look the same as the comics. And people were like, "When's that in beginning going to happen?" Well, she fucking embiggened herself, embiggened. and the powers looked like the comics at the end. So mm-hmm. everyone. Needs to calm down, take a breath before something comes out. If you're going to watch it weekly, shut the fuck up and yeah. wait till the end. This so is we the can see this it. was the same this thing we had with everything. the Star Wars problem that Brett was calling out. Where it's, it's so like true. Everybody just waited until the fucking end of the show before they started complaining about canon and this and that. Yes, it, it, this is going to be weekly, guys. So just hold on. Also, what I liked about the deviation from the comics is how her she got her code name Mm -hmm. because it wasn't necessarily linked to like Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel, even though she is a, a a huge fangirl of Carol, but like just that scene with her and her dad at the end, I was like, God, this shouldn't work. Yeah, it shouldn't like, I shouldn't be like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, an old cynic at this point, but like I was getting like teary eyed, you know, just like, like watching that scene and how sweet it was. It's a very earnest, I think it's an earnest show that really earns the stripes and the ability to do that, right? Like it didn't, I don't think at any point in time it feels overly pandering. And the fact that it's like pretty happy go lucky the whole time allows those moments to really hit and land because they don't feel completely out of place or most of the show didn't feel, what do I want to say? Like it didn't feel overly script, like 
she wasn't the typical girl like falling into garbage cans when she's talking to her crush. Like, there's so many other elements of like a stupid kind of like or like the mean girl, like 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 Zoe would be like a mean girl in like another show. What are you doing here? Come on! Like they they cut out a lot of the stuff that could normally plague a teen type show that I think makes it accessible to all and also makes it feel fresh and original. The one thing that I would say that I really wish they were able to keep going with was a lot of the style and the panache from the sort of like artistic, like on the walls as they're driving, like just a lot of the artwork and the stuff that was happening at the beginning, especially when they're talking about her ADHD. Like obviously there's only so much limited budget. It's also like started, you know, there's there's too many fucking special effects already. Mm -hmm. So I get it. But I'm like, there was something about particularly the pilot episode, but even maybe the second and third ones that I thought really had that like pop and energy. Yeah. But it's the fucking Disney Plus show. They have they we've seen it constantly like sort of run out of money steam. So I'm not the show is not anything different than what we've seen from some of the other Disney stuff. And it that would be my literally only critique of that's what it is. Then that's like that's you know nothing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I see that actually. And also the little te- t- a bit of the teen element that we had early on, we sort of lost during the origin story. But I'm okay with that because yeah. it was so w- well fleshed out. The so that that scene that you were bringing up, Caitlin, the. Um, I, I got some tears for that one. One other one, and it's mainly due to the performances, but the other one that got me the most, which shouldn't be that much, was when her mom handed her her Aww. outfit. Oh, it was so I sweet. Cr- I cried at that yeah. scene. It was, and it's just accepted. And the fact that she can wear that around, knowing that her parents are actually supporting her, it's yeah. just that's, so, it's so completely sweet. skipped that also par- horrible part of the like, gotta hide my secret and yes. gotta do this. Yeah. Never like she, she the never mom really did a pretty quick that. flip to be like, I get it. Like. Let's make this happen. And I love that. What I love, like the parallel from the first episode when uh, the mom goes, um, I don't trust you, Kamala. And then like at the end, she's like, I trust you, Kamala. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. such a nice, like uh, like a nice like flip. And it worked. Like their character journeys made, made a lot of sense. I did love how like she has to sit down and like reveal who she is, which definitely feels yes. like very like a queer moment yeah. at times, like totally. a little, little subtext. And everyone's like, wow that's totally new information <laughs> and it's like they all fucking knew because like her mom told her dad her dad was on the speakerphone which is such a Play cute hard. cute thing well so good and it's it's i mean that that scene in general but also what i loved about it is to and kind of tying this in now with the reveal that we'll talk about immediately right after this is yeah. the fact that um they do take it as like it's like i'm this this is who i am they say oh we love that we're in and i yeah. think when you start can I, I'll just announce it that she has a mutation in her genes. So. <laughs> and so like the idea that they would pre-build some of that conversation, knowing that with obviously mutation, mutant genes, X-Men, yeah. there's always been that connection to like queer hiding something, not being able to really tell anybody like, so it just makes the show even better because it was so obvious that the parents were immediately supportive. And that's just not what I think you would see years ago with this kind of like, I'm hiding this. Think of, I think of Jubilees, like, you know, animated series stuff. Of like, I have to come out and do this. And they're like, could you imagine what Jubilee's parents are like, yeah, bitch, set that fucking planet on fire. We love it. Like, get or the sparkles out Iceman there. and X-Men too. Right. Yeah. So have you tried not being a mutant, honey? So it just, I think it blends beautifully into that. And also like, what a fucking reveal. Like, yes. let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. It's also maybe quite perfect for this podcast specifically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. It's like, did they make the show for <laughs> us specifically? I think so. Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Um, so what I really love about it, the more I thought about it is, so when Miss Marvel was introduced in the comics, it's what, 2013, 2014? It's right when the the uh, the Terrigen bomb stuff yeah. goes off, ter- like the Terrigen mist giving everybody powers. That's when Marvel, the comics, 
was trying to create synergy with the MCU and they didn't have the rights to the mutants. And so they were trying to make the Inhumans the mutants. And now, now that they have the rights to the mutants, it's like, it's full circle, baby. Mm. Let's just make Kamala what she should have been in the first place. A goddamn mutant instead of an Inhuman. She's, so good. I mean, she's going to be, I assume, there. she is the perfect lead-in to be the next, like, Kitty Pride Jubilee rogue before her of, like, it's time for you to go to this, what I assume. I I really hope they kind of skip the school, but I think we'd be fooling ourselves if it wasn't obvious yeah. they would use the school. <laughs> or the school already existed. Right, and, that's what I mean, and, yeah. And, and they're like, just, boop, we're just going to go, we'll you know. Pop, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so huge. I don't. I can't get over it. Yeah. And the fact that the audacity, the sheer gall of them doing the sound too, just amazing. They're really sprinkling that into the Oh, yeah, with Professor X. Does this mean when we inevitably get the movie, it's going to be playing the entire time? Because Boner City, a movie, a TV show, it's going to be playing all the live I'm fine with that. Me too. It's such an iconic theme. It's just as iconic as the Spider-Man theme that gets sprinkled into the Spider-Man movie. What I do want, though, is I want it just like in the cartoon where there's like the action version there's like the relaxed version the sad version the like scary version the disco version they always had so many random versions of that when dads are coming I need the disco version exactly ring my but I do like how they kind of like announce it and she's like whatever they're probably just gonna give it a label or something like that oh my god okay you fucking mutant. I love you, you bitch. I love her. That's great. I'm so excited. Uh, the other revelation we want to talk about in the post-credit <laughs> sequence. And this one, you talk about changing the comics. What the fuck is this one? <laughs> Let me go into it. Please do, because I so have a theory too. She's taking a disco nap, um, and her, her, her actual bracelet starts to glow. She stands up. Does a twirly whirly two by four like twirly <laughs> whirly two by four runs into her fucking closet, comes out as Captain Marvel with a much better haircut and outfit, let me just add. Comes she out as Carol great. fucking Danvers. So crazy. What does that mean? So that that okay, this is what I think. I think that's actually Carol Danvers. Me too. That's I, not, I that's have a theory. Go. Yeah, that okay. <laughs> oh, I wonder if we have the same theory. So in the in the comics, the original original Captain Marvel, the the guy Captain Marvel, the one who was killed off in the early eighties, uh-huh. he had that like he had that thing with Rick Jones. And Rick Jones, oh. when he had like the nega bands, he would click that, and then <gasps> Captain Marvel would come in, and Rick Jones would go off into the negative universe. I love that, and we've actually seen that recently, where uh, somebody was like changing bodies every re- recently in one of the Guardians series. Anyway, yeah. it was it was it was the new Quasar, right? Not Qu- yeah, uh, not Quasar. What the fuck were they called? They were definitely they, they were they were flipping. It was the girl and the guy. They were taking turns on the inside and the outside. You know what? The, you know what I think it was it, the negative. You know what I think it yeah. is. I think somewhere across the universe, Carol's doing Carol stuff, you know, getting weird haircuts every week, <laughs> and she finds the other band, uh, and she puts it on, and so they switch places. Yes. I think freaky that's, Friday. And she's like, it's I very Freaky Friday. Friday. I know. I'm, I'm so, but she looks great, too. I love I, the new outfit. Alpha was great. Hair oh, looker. She so looked fucking She did like the little side braid. Like, I was like, I think holy shit. Yeah. I'm so pumped for that fucking movie. She's also showed more charisma than she ever has in the entire yeah, I know. so yeah. far. She's going to end it. And, uh, and she's going to well, end it. And I, uh, I was jumping for joy because this also obviously is a direct tie into Miss Mar- the Marvels, and so it's. I mean, I, I was trying to kind of figure out if it was at a post credits like, um, 
they had for Thor Ra- reverse whatever happened right before <laughs> Thor Ragnarok was where they like they showed the scene of him and Doctor Strange basically and it was like wasn't the start of the movie but it was a segment of it yeah so I was trying to figure out if Could this be. is like the middle or like the first end of first act of Miss Marvel or the Marvels is it like the right the start of the movie yeah. like I'm just trying to figure where that out places in the yeah. I just want the fucking parents to show up constantly oh I, they're cast in the Marvels apparently oh, that's uh, so good what I want to know is does Secret Invasion come out before the Marvels or after because like Monica Rambeau know. is like like one of the leads they keep changing the dates around with this stuff so I'm I'm a little yeah. yes I'm a little curious about that and but Nick Fury is also going to be in the Marvels so so right I, well because so, he's been in space so that's yeah. right like so so it makes me think the Marvels will come out after Secret Invasion I just love I it know, yeah. it's so clear that Kamala is going to play such a huge role in that movie yes. now, which is amazing well, that's because she could embiggen now but yeah like I I can't Thinking about that cast of like who's gonna be in the, in the Marvels, I'm just like, man, that is going to be a fucking blast, and it's gonna be such a cool ensemble sh- like movie. Because, and I, I actually, I'm excited, really excited, honestly, to have um, Captain Marvel with Miss Marvel because I think the two of them will play off really well with each other. Yeah. Whereas, like, obviously, you know, they'll play off well. Uh, what was it? Fo- not Photon. It's Photon. Yeah. yeah. Photon and Marvel. Like, but, like, they're both kind of the, still the more stoic, like, military types. Yeah. And I just love throwing that, like, a kid in the mix that's going to be, like, you know, joking and pushing and doing this and all that stuff. Same, very similar to Doctor Strange and... Um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, and then also uh, America Chavez. Like, oh, yeah. Just yeah. that there is a... I'm not usually a big fan of, like, putting you know like put the kid perspective in the movie but i do think it helps ground a lot of these characters and like in a fun like interesting way especially when they're teenagers i think when they're like children that's i wasn't the biggest fan of thor's ending and it was like oh, okay yeah. but um but i do think there's a really big opportunity here it's also built it's like building their new avengers team of these younger avengers mm-hmm. in a cool way where they're like partnering them up before they eventually all get together so yeah. like that's the new Nick Fury way of like uh, recruiting a team, basically. Like, oh, for oh sure. you already work with them? When did you work with Wanda? Was it summer? Is that, they're basically doing resumes right now. I just I can't it. wait for a team of <laughs> child soldiers to be sent into a oh, live action movie. All, all you mean the, like in Thor: uh, Love and Thunder? Right. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? All the something's going to happen to all the adults, and um, then the kids are going to have to take yeah. over. I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen it in the comics like weekly. Uh, anything else on Ms. Mar- Ms. Marvel? If you're not no. watching it, you're fucking idiot yes that's the get it's- into it and this this ending both of them i hope it prompts people even i say this every oh week, yeah prompts people to watch this even more go back it's and so watch it good yeah. it's so good they yeah. also gave it an advertisement they they said do you want to watch captain uh the first movie do you yeah. want to watch captain Let, marvel let's turn this? let's turn miss marvel into an mlm everybody on that's listening to this podcast tell two of their friends who haven't <laughs> seen the show to watch the show and then i tell told them, everyone tell i'm telling my two friends who listen to this podcast right now <laughs> every date i go on i, to, I my- say are you watching miss marvel you won't say you have a podcast, but you'll say that you have you watch <laughs> And then they Marvel. say, why does your breath smell so <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who are you and why did you come here? <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> we had a date. <laughs> uh, well, sort of hot off the uh, presses from a little yeah, newsy flashy. We only got one piece of news. So it's breaking. <laughs> breaking news this time. Uh, we did as part of a kind uh, of preview apparel for the Wakanda Forever movie. We got a first look at Riri as Ironheart, um, a very different look than what I think is in the comics. And I could, it's a basically looks like uh, Iron Man's original first costume, obviously in the comics, but also in the MCU. Very heavy gray, heavy metal, really big. Uh, what's your all's take on it? I love that we can see her first and foremost um, behind that. 
and also, yeah, it's clearly inspired by his Mach mm-hmm. 1 version. Yeah, totally. And I forgot that she was going to be in Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I literally I forgot about that. I thought she was going to debut in her own series on on Disney Plus. Backdoor pilot, baby. Yeah, no, right, exactly. God, Wakanda Forever is going to have to do a lot of work, girls. I do worry that Wakanda Forever is going to feel like Avengers Age of Ultron, where it was like basically the midpoint of like launching a bunch of other stories and yeah. not a real story in and of itself. Uh, yes, I'm a little <laughs> frightened about it. I'll give them a Civil War edit where they added lots of people, but yeah. it was good. Well, I have faith, yeah, Ryan Coogler is great. The entire cast yeah, is great. Exactly. I'm feeling good overall about it, but it's going to be a lot to juggle. And plus, we're going to get to see Namor shirtless. And, That's pan- worth... and pantsless. And <laughs> pantsless. This is... <sighs> This film is just really doing the opposite of what our current political situation is. This film, Miss Marvel, they, Marvel's doing some good stuff, I honestly. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. It's like even the stuff that's mid is still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So hey, True. Be less nice to Moon Knight. <laughs> I was talking about Thor Love and Thunder, actually. But what? It was a little mid. I mean, I that's enjoyed right. it, but it's a little mid. Yeah, it was like a... Moon Knight should have just been a movie. Well, <laughs> Honestly, that would have worked. It would have made me right? sadder. It would have been a worse hero's journey, though, I think. It uh, been really... Maybe. And also, bring in the Egyptian gods with, like, you know, fucking omnipotent city or whatever the fuck oh, it's called. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, we talked about that on I our podcast. I can't believe how much we lost our minds. We're like, this is going to happen. Like, Adam, like, that's a little preview of what we talked about on There the we floor. go. So, that sounds dumb. So thank you for finally confirming <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the issues it's our weekly recap of all things x along with a few of our favorite marvel house writers and characters this week we have axe eve of judgment number one x-men hellfire gala number one immortal x-men number four marauders number four new mutants number 27 and wolverine number 23 Uh, let's start with the gala it was uh, jerry duggan writing and then you had a variety of artists mateo lolly russell dowderman chris unka and cf villa Krakoa grapples with the news of mutant resurrection breaking the same night as the gala. Moira and Orcus attempt to ruin the event, and a new X team is formed. Uh, let's talk about the team, because that's obviously the hottest news yeah. on the presses. You got your Cyclops, you got your Gene, you got your Havoc, you got Forge, Magic, Iceman, Firestar, and Sink. Good what do you all think? Team C uh, sounds about white, that team. <laughs> and also not like transformative. I think shout out to Dylan from the House of X podcast, because he makes sure that every fucking gala he'll remind you that these people all look like fucking normal ass people there is no like there's no maggot yeah right there's no actual mutant like mutant look mutant feel they're all they're human presenting beautiful yeah no one's a little bit not traditionally deformed or different color or anything i love that we have x-men red now we have x-men white you know i know i made that joke already but i'm gonna (laughs) make it pretty good i didn't hear it a couple more times it's good yeah it's true yeah it's so you're right and there's like well there's you have forge and sync but like forge and sync well sync like was uh uh leftover from the last and love that and i i'm I'm a fan of forge i think i think sync's great i feel like he's a really cool Uh, and like i'm actually really happy about magic being on the team but like Firestar, are you fucking kidding me? Well, this was the vote. So people voted for Firestar. So that's how Sounds we got about right stuck again. with Have it. you seen our elections? <laughs> <laughs> we can't trust the voters. She's exactly like him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and Do I, you feel like this? T- I don't. I, I, this much team like ha- the last one, I don't fully understand the chemistry. Of okay, but also as the way they were picking was quite wild so and not weird. the same way they did it last time. Yeah, they're like, they I want to do it, sure. They Okay, let's go through it real quick. Yeah. So they said the three of them want to stay on, yeah. so they get it. They all just voted. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so I'm going to ask, we have a beef right now, Forge. So you're on the team. And he says, oh, you don't like your brother? He's on the team. <laughs> and then Magic Didn't goes. They, yeah, what is the voting? And, and Magic was like, um, I'm a bitch. I'm on the team. And then... <laughs> And then Firestar said, wait, I didn't even vote. I'm on the team. And then Iceman goes, oh, you're my friend. I'm on the team. Ryan, what is this? Ryan, what? to be fair, this is how we do brunch every weekend. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sometimes I just invite myself to uh, it. Sometimes yeah. you're like, you just show up and you're just already at brunch. And you're like, Kaylin, how did you do this? I still don't feel like I know that they were like mind meld, they did the, yes. like a similar mind meld as they did last year. But to your point. Did everyone just hear instantaneously all these weird things people were saying? And everyone's like, I'll drink to that. I'll see that. Like, all these fucking, like, millions of mutants are like, uh, yeah, sure. That bitch hates that guy. Okay, great. You're on the team. Like, at least the fires are they sort of started by, like, Emma being like, I'm an influential power. I think she's great. Let's give her a chance. Yeah. And that's still fucking weird that every man was like, all right, she, you know, it's Emma. Let's just fucking do it. She, she you're right. She did. Okay. Also, this issue is very Emma heavy. And oh, it yeah. should be called X-Men Emma Throws a Dinner Party. <laughs> and it goes awry. It's not well done at all. Like She's she, the real housewife we all want to read about. She <laughs> is. And she clearly got too drunk early in the night because she was being so mean to everyone. She was being so rude. That's what she's like sober. I know. But it's okay. So She's let, a happy drunk. Let's go through the, the, the guests that were there and how how they were approached. Also, uh, the, like, read, cunt. Tony, yeah. cunt. Steve, uh, cunt. cunt. The one that really stuck out to me was Clea. She, like, clearly <laughs> clearly she's unbalanced, but, like... She's like, resurrect my husband. No. And it was a real interesting dive. Like she's, a great... I want to say it, not going to be a good Sorcerer Supreme. I don't think she's got it. You know, she's don't got the grit for it. Why? Because she's a woman, Ryan? Absolutely not. I prefer the women over men. But... It was weird. And all the other guests were just bickering like bitches the whole time. Tony and her. So Cap I, and her. Yeah. This is a... The only reason why I enjoy this, be, besides the fact... Uh, or I enjoy it because it feels like this, ga these, this gala and this type of system can't stay forever. I think they had a great marketing thing last year. And so they're like, we'll do this every year. Yeah. And it was very obvious from this. A lot of stuff... It all worked. I did enjoy the issue. But it all felt very shoehorn. And I think because of the way the world of the Marvel comic, like the 616 is happening. They can't sustain doing this. Like, like it just felt a very different thing than last year. There was no big event. They were like, yes. they were basically on the defense telling their story about why mutants are so great. They were bringing all this stuff in. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh, if this leads to like, if this gala event like next year is like a destructive one, I'm in, yeah, but it's like, I like kind of the change, but I wasn't sure that, I wasn't sure if that is the intent or what the takeaway of we the event is. We needed something big, and it can't be at the end of the issue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I I liken it to like let's say last year you had a really good birthday, or you did a really good great New Year's party, and you're expecting the same, or you had this a great vacation, you're in P town, whatever, and then you're expecting this like the same okay. thing to happen this year, and it all goes to shit mm -hmm. because your expectations are too high. So I did love that like you know in Emma's sort of like narration, she's like, we don't have something big to announce. Oh shit. We do, except it got revealed already. And then everyone's <laughs> like, well, fuck, I wasn't going to go, but now I got to go uh, see this shit show, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I kind of liked the, the contrast from last year. Yeah. Where it was like, it was this like mutants ascendant celebratory. Now it's Look like, at us. now, now it's, like, it's a little bit like, we're on the defense. Yeah, We've got to kind of deal. Actually. We've seen like how many bad things are going on for them and how everyone's basically like, this island's not going to last for long, right? I, I will say, 
kudos i've complained about this before but kudos to the marvel editorial team for having this and we're going to talk about immortal x-men number four yes as well as axe eve of judgment uh number one all come out the same week yep. because it was telling a lot of boom, boom, the boom. different parts of the same story. And like that worked really well and it didn't confuse me. And the other benefit <laughs> as a reader. Yeah. Well, I'm easily confused. Well said. Yeah. Same. Well, yeah. and the other benefit was, is that this was also seemingly a very tight one kind of issue. Like they'll obviously allude and probably do some level of flashback. Yeah. But I remember last year where they had all like the issues from that month tying into it. You had like the X-Force storyline. You had all these people doing different things during the gala and it just doesn't feel like there's going to be as much need for that to be covered. Whereas like that got exhausting of like, Oh, there's this storyline over here and there's that storyline over there. I'm like, great. At least this is like start and stop kind of thing. And we're getting into the actual storyline, which obviously ties into judgment day type. But let's talk a little bit more, more about Moira's Thank you, yes. infiltration. Fucking cool as hell. Ryan, go ahead. It, um, she was messy too. Like, cause the infiltration, <laughs> was so she didn't crazy. really do much except show up, be a diss her son. And then, quickly leave <laughs> yes. and just like was like started a new beef with spider-man for no it was reason so weird. it I was strange it. um it was funny f- to see them just sort of in like her and proteus like she's a full-on fucking villain now she is not even oh holy. a thousand for, percent. For, like, poor fucking proteus but let's, proteus proteus <laughs> this was like keep those five away from the gala y'all I guess they're probably the safest here around all these strangers that want to potentially... Well, they did try to keep them away from the gala. And oh, it did... yeah. Yeah. And, and they said, well, we're not doing that. Magic it, was like, no, 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 it no, no. It's fine. It's such a magic move, though. Like, she'd be like, I'm not going to fucking fight five of them at once. Like, why would I waste she my could. time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I, I do think it all worked out. I'm glad she didn't skin Mary Jane alive. And she was just wearing a fucking arm <laughs> around her God, neck. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I, I do think a lot of the pieces are coming together. I know we've always like sat back, especially with the X-Men run for Duggan and being like, the fuck is Faye Long here? Who gives a shit about these people? But like Orcus is starting to show up more and more places, which I love. Agreed. So the like, Dr. Stasis reveal stuff. Like, yeah, they are making bad choices. Yeah. No, I agree with you. The X-Men, they're my favorite team ever. But they are making bad choices, right? It's oh, clearly they're making bad choices. As is the Cohen Quiet Council. <laughs> yes, like y'all are constantly. dumb. It's a lot dumb. of a lot of hubris, a yes, lot of a yes, lot of yes. crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do. I do know that. Like, so obviously last year Reed had said something to Xavier. We still don't know what it is. There's there was a lot of Reed and Tony, and what are we gonna do about like? Something else seems like it's building out of either the Ashes of Judgment Day or something else. Is there any kind of like thoughts or ideas of what could be coming? Well, I think they're going to continue to have more of the like the like the fissure between the X Men and the Quiet Council because Scott now knows like uh, yeah. about Moira yes. and how Professor X and Magneto like kind of kept that away from, uh, kept that a secret from everybody, and so like. I love like when stuff is like a secret that's simmering for a long time and all of a sudden like yes. everybody just knows it's like, okay, now we're all in the same playing field and now we can actually do shit. Yeah. And so like um like Scott and Gene setting that up early on, like after Ten of Swords, like like we need something that's like not part of the Quiet Council, not part of Krakoa, something separate to show that we're still superheroes yeah. mm-hmm. to help me you know kind of help with our PR, but also just to do good because we're do-gooders. Just, like, you know? hanging out on the island having sex and dr- drinking at the Green Lagoon. Yeah, it's like, no, after a while, like, you know, that gets boring. <laughs> we got to actually, like, go do and do it? some good volunteer work, you All know? Right. Yeah. So. Uh, any other fun big- gala, though. Still yeah. fun. Everyone looked great. Outfits looked in- 
really fucking cool. They looked awesome. And what about that John Ham? Right? Do we oh, all enjoy that? No, no. And also Brian Posen. <laughs> oh, for some reason. No, awful. That was yeah. so it weird. No I, those were the only two celebrity sightings, right? Because there was like, another one, and I can't remember. And I, I, I hate those celebrity so sightings. I creepy. hate when they do real people in there because, like Kevin if, Feige last year, oh awful. God. That actually, I have time for. But it's <laughs> I love Feige. I love my little Feige. Um, and <laughs> a little but, Feige bottom. But having real people in it. When you read this comic years later, it doesn't age. Well. Oh, it's so that's why I don't so like bad. that. Yeah. These, hey, look, it's Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> even though they, they're a system, like they're a symptom of the actual times and whatever, it should read. You can actually fucking read it. Timeless, timeless. It should be One timeless. Of, well, I don't. Jerry Duggan must know Brian. Like I'm really impressed that Brian Posen was like got a. He actually ex-com. wrote for Deadpool. Oh, a lot, okay. And he's that a makes a lot more sense. Fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love like, that. Yeah. yeah. The John Hamm thing was weird. Immortal X-Men, number four, Karen Gillan and uh, Michelle Bandini. Emma takes a turn as narrator, and we go in-depth on her current mental state and experiences from the gala. While Sinister is hunted following the reveal of his Dr. Stasis clone, he's quickly kidnapped. What did you guys think of the issue? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And to frame it around how I can't sleep and I sleep in my diamond form, it's it's so cool. It's a I real really autobiography it. for you? No, I think it's just fun. She's like, I can't. Like my mind is wandering. Ryan, so you're a gem, baby girl. <laughs> I, I, if if anyone, I'm Spider Gwen sneaking into the gala. Like <laughs> I don't know how I got here. I'm not an Emma. <laughs> I well, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's great. Uh, I mean, like, again, Gillen just has these voices Fucking down, killing it, killing know, it so, so much. I'm really worried that this is a six issue miniseries. That's what like that's what like what comicsology kind of like reveal or like said like one oops it's a mini uh oops it's a (laughs) mini oops it's a mini so it's just great and like again the coordination between that and the hellfire gala which was like kind of happening simultaneously and then as we get into acts um uh eve of judgment we'll find out what happened to sinister it does actually make a lot of sense in regards to the mini because my initial like reaction to that is well there's a lot more people on the fucking quiet council but they all have, you know, we got Legion of X for Nightcrawler. We've got like everyone. Uh, Storm X-Men has Red, X-Men Red. Colossus yeah. and fucking New Mutants. Like there's a lot of places that other people are still getting their voice and activity out. Yeah. yeah. But I want this to fucking go on forever. I know. So. I, I think it'll it'll evolve into something else. Yeah. Like I do think that Gillen uh, being the architect of like Judgment Day uh, is going to continue to be on these books i just god i hope so because i don't want it to go back to the mansion and all that stuff i so. know he he really needs to be the driving force just in like, the future yeah he it's, needs to be the spearhead he's fucking like and the the i think the reason why it works for us especially as fucking bitchy ass gay men is because so many of the characters that he is being able to write on the quiet counts are bitchy ass gays right and gillen is bisexual but he's kind of a bitchy ass bisexual right. so you know which is fantastic love uh, it. What were you gonna say? I just love him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I also love the uh, the callback to Butter Rum uh, and yeah. Firestar. Oh. So it's like, well, anybody who names her horse Butter Rum deserves it. I was like, yes, that's, I that's also right. thought Butter that Rum. was a callback to our specific podcast again <laughs> with Clark ranting about. Do you it. think Gillen listens to us I and is like, so. he definitely listens to us. He's our number one fan, me, but not about the podcast. You know? <laughs> oh, does he talk about Real Housewives with you? <laughs> yes, Ultimate Girls Trip. All right, <laughs> Wives Club. Uh, one other thing, let's talk about Sinister. Does he even know what's going on at this point? I think he thinks he does, and I, I he was like wants to be a master manipulator, but like he clearly is like, oh wait, I'm fuck, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stasis, I don't know if he's the original, but Stasis certainly feels like he has a leg up on any other clone from Sin. And I just love the way they fuck 
with like excuse me this one's the yeah they love the way they yeah. no, no no go back to look but i just been like fucking around with like which one is the clone they all think they're the best like i just it's such yeah. a fun chemistry and it's so fitting of the character that they're they're probably all like they're they could always reveal one other person that is more sinister than the clone so who do you think is the spade sinister and who do you think is the heart sinister because we have diamond and club uh, um, mystique and glob herman i don't know wouldn't that be fun if it was just... What if it's actually another person on the island? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Whoa. Any other, any and, and then another person in... Well, I guess they already have Orcus. Another yeah. person on the Avengers. Sorry, She-Hulk. I hope they Orcus as well. <laughs> <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Adam, and take <laughs> us to take us to Judgment Day. All right. It's Eve of Judgment, number one. There's only going to be one. It's also Karen Gillan and Pasquale uh, Ferry. Judgment Day is set to burst... With this preview slash kickoff that catches us up on the eternal side of things before Judgment Day number one later this month. Um, lots of things happen. <laughs> it turned out Makari and Ajak kidnapped Sinister. That was solved really fast. Yeah, we yeah. stopped reading this, so there was a lot of revelations <laughs> just in their narrative. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, Fasto stayed strong with our favorite Eternals who are still in Lemuria. The bombs don't work on Krakoa, which I thought was actually really kind of cool because I was yeah. like, man, this seems like it's such, an, it's such a thoughtful, intelligent plan. Oh, wait, they can't do it. Uh, and then Druig actually searched for help from his grandfather, Yoranos. Uh, so I, I liked this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, though, that the only time I'm interested in uh, reading about Eternals when it's characters like Druig, yes. who is a master manipulator, and occasionally like Cersei and, um, and Thena. Everybody else is kind of Boring. That's too funny. A- Ajax, kind of boring. I to really like. I've. I don't know. I like Galen's. Uh, I think no. Series. I think it's it's good. Good. Like narratively, it's good. Yeah. I like the plot. I just. I'm not interested in the characters yeah, very much. Into this I'm journey. not. I'm not like enthralled by them at all. But like Druig, uh, being the new Eternal Prime, basically yes. like trying to uh, uh, combine or like unite the Eternals' forces across the planet. Uh, by saying our common enemy are the mutants because they're a form of deviant, I think is an absolutely smart way yeah. to do it. And so I know we had talked about before on podcasts, it's like, well, mutants have never been deviants. Why the fuck are they doing this? It's like, they're not deviants. It's just the propaganda that they're deviants. Yeah. And like uh, that fucking works for me really, really well. Uh, especially fucking nowadays, based on what we were talking about, of how easy it is to prop somebody up as other and be like, oh, they're the, they're the, we got to get those guys. Those are, those are definitely. Yeah. Bad I remember people. the Simpsons did it when much, uh, <laughs> much of poo about nothing when it was like, you know, let the bears pay the bear tax, you know, right. I'll pay the Homer tax. Oh my gosh. Uh, it, this actually gives me a lot of hope for these crossovers, especially the hero versus hero crossovers can be very tough sometimes. Yeah. It makes me feel a little bit more comfortable like Gillian actually thought this out. Oh, and so yeah. we're going to have factions within factions of factions of the factions, and then those factions are going to fight those factions. Well, and it, it, Which I'm excited for. How many for. factions are that? <laughs> and then we're going to get new... Two, three, we can even four. get new teams after this that are mixtures of Groups. the three teams, which uh, I actually yeah, kind of like, like a little bit more. The yeah. only thing is, I don't want the Avengers involved. Fuck them. They Fuck don't, them, Avengers. They There's six of them! They're going to be weird, those Avengers. weird mediators. Hopefully they'll play very pretty back to the plot. They're, they're, they're around so that both sides can just constantly bitch. You know fucking Emma's going to be like, Tony, what do you think we were going to do? Of course we're going to fight back. No, like, you, you know cut. who the Avengers are? They're like the they're like the Beltway press that's basically like, why can't both sides just yes. get along? Meanwhile, like we're all, you know, mutant side because they know we know that they're right. Yeah, I, I, I am really fascinated. <laughs> I, yeah. love your, I love your perspective on it, Kayla, because I am fascinated to see, it, particularly having read Gillen enough, that I'm like, oh, he really can tie concepts, themes, and a bunch of stuff together i really hope there is a lot more of the comparison to real life and like what's what's going on because 
that'll just make that that pop. And I think you're totally right, right in the sense that it's it's fr- it. The hero on hero crossovers are fucking usually terrible because they're usually fighting to. But what I love is that the Eternals are so weirdly a removed force, particularly the ones that aren't the supporting Lemurian ones, that it's already clear that there are the hero Eternals and then there's like more of the neutral ones who will just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And I love that that way it's not really hero versus hero. I do find it odd, and I guess it's because they've already kind of dropped that note because they were like, well, we can stop ourselves from stopping excess deviation if it's not that excess, but I have a feeling they're going to find some way that the group that is in Lemuria also ends up having to fight them just because they're like activated and like rabid almost. It feels um, like it's just at this point, they're just going to come out with some tool like that Scientology uses. And they're like, uh Oh, you better hold these two things. Uh Oh, excess <laughs> of deviation. I have to kill you. That's you're amazing. Like, like, no bitch. Uh, Why? Let's talk very quickly about Marauders number four by Steve Orlando, friend of the pod, Steve Orlando at Eleonora Carlini. Uh, Kitty Pride, or Kate Pride, excuse me, sacrifices herself as the Marauders discover the true secret of Threshold and the first blood spilled. Oh boy. Steve, uh, we love you. What's going on? Over yeah, here? exactly. <laughs> like, I want to love this book, and it's just not coming together for me at all. I would agree. It's uh, It feels like it's almost too, too many ideas that are being condensed down, and it could be the oops, oops it's a mini sort of mm, what's yeah. going on right now. The good, the good with this is there's a lot of concepts, and you could tell these characters, <laughs> when they pop up again, are going to be really fun to sort of. It kind of reminds me of Mike Carey's like Children of the Vault, weren't phenomenal the first time, even though I love my carry. Shut your he mouth. Wasn't, it, they <laughs> wasn't, it wasn't that great, but the way it's been built on after that. Okay, and I think fair. we're getting some of the concepts that Steve, Steve is actually creating and some characters that will yeah. be cool later on. I do want to revisit it once this arc is done totally. just to see like how it the comes. Play. If it, it can, if it came to, it might read better. Uh, I just, I think because there's so much like cohesion with like immortal x-men x-men red uh the regular x-men yeah. team and then you know with the hellfire gala that we talked about yeah that like marauders it just felt like oh this is sticking out like a sore thumb new mutants does a little bit too which we'll talk about but like the character work in new mutants is so good sure, right. that uh, i can forgive it this it's uh, funny you mentioned that it was like it feels very rushed and like there's a lot of good concepts here but everything is moving kind of too fast and uh, Ele- Car- uh, eleanor carlini's work it's very beautiful. It is very hard to track. I am having storytelling is a little I think off. it is gorgeous, especially but I, the way they do the panels. Sometimes, like it's your your eye doesn't know where to go to. Sir, I, and that's just panel construction, not necessarily the well. Art. Bringing it back to Mike Carey and Children of the Vault, that's like Chris <gasps> Bacalo's issue as well. Oh, beautiful and, artist, but sometimes like gets lost in his own like detail. Point. Yeah, and, and like you can't really figure and out what the storytelling weird is. Weird little fucking goblins and robots <laughs> he adds all the time. I know. Shit. It's gorgeous. But it's, it's gorgeous, like, but you, where does your eye go? That's a great point. Yeah, it, it's a very similar run. I was yeah. going to say it reminded. <laughs> it reminds me too a lot of Teeny's uh, Excalibur run, the first couple of issues. Because wow, I remember just we had throwing out references. Well, no, no, no. But as I say, like it's like we. I think we all had that same problem. When we were reading that. We're like, there's nothing in here that's outrageous, like or frustrating, or this. You're just sort of like. I don't understand why everything is happening so quickly, and I don't understand what's actually going to end up happening because of it. It do, of doesn't help that there's a time manipulator on there too, so right. everything's constantly up. moving, slowing down. <laughs> uh, but threshold's kind of a cool idea that there used to be a whole like fucking mutant thing going on, and then yeah, it is. I almost wish this was like and a the bird s- people came second. <laughs> this was like a hawk man and hawk my bird. my people invaded. Oh my god, threshold. amazing bird person. <laughs> 
I do wish that this was maybe the second arc of this book. Yeah, the first arc was like a little bit more Earth centric. You yes. know, I I don't know. But I, they had that one issue where they fought blood or brother blood. That's that how they annual. Became, yeah, that right? annual. It yeah, like, Bro, it was not brother blood. It was God. What was his name? It was from X Men twenty. Father, blood, the blood, father blood, Juice. Yeah. Uh, no, blood McBlooderson. Sh- yeah. Everybody, shut up. No, it's not Grandpa P. <laughs> That's it, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, New Mutants number twenty seven. Vida Ayala and Rod Reese and Jander Sema. Ileana's journey continues, this time with Colossus getting involved. That's all oh that really gosh. happened. When she was just sitting on that dead corpse of him and just being like, <laughs> what do you think, I was brother? Like, I was so unsettling. turned on. Oh, <laughs> Very A24. Uh, yeah. So, yes, turned on and scared. It's... um. Yeah, th- this run is fun. Uh, I don't, I th- the good thing about it is I'm enjoying every issue, and I don't know where it's going next. <laughs> Again, this is my sort of critique of Vita's work. They do really phenomenal character, character work. The plotting is always just like a little bit like, oh, where is this going? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but like, um, I think they've got uh, the way they write Madeline is just pitch it's perfect great. to me. Uh, I love the it was the uh, like the infographic or rather like the text piece. The conversation between uh, Danny, Rain, and and Madeline, yeah. and they were like, "Look, yes, we agree that like there are true monsters in the Quiet Council, but you are also a monster, and when you take <laughs> over Limbo, there will be no you there will you will have no check or balance. You know, unlike unlike you know like uh like Mystique or yeah. Mister Sinister, like they have like you know Storm or Nightcrawler or Colossus, who's actually a double agent at this point. So uh, yeah, uh, I thought I thought all that's good, and I like Corpse Colossus. <laughs> I liked that. Sorry. Continue, Caleb. Uh, that someone did. <laughs> no, that's yeah. That was kind of my point. I just think that totally. was really, really well done. I, I can. I hope Madeline continues to stay in this book somehow. Yes, and I think Vita basically makes it so. Like she actually does feel like an actual part of the new mutants now. Correct. Like she is part of the team for me. In for my head now. yeah, for right now, uh, for sure. And then I think once this arc is over, we're going to have the guest, uh, the guest arc yes. with uh, with Escapade. Yeah, so, so exciting. Very yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolverine number twenty three, Benjamin Percy and Adam Kubert. What I'm calling Danger Quest comes to an end with <laughs> robot X babies, healing ability gross outs, and more wonderful Wolverine and Deadpool banter. What'd you guys think? The best thing about this is X Force is going to be readable because Deadpool is joining <laughs> it. And so, so excited! Like this, we need, we need like that kind of comedic voice on X Force. You're a thousand percent right. This, this is a very fun read, and it's because we have our good friend Deadpool there. Yeah, <laughs> we just need him in the book with Wolverine. Yeah. They're fun. They're yeah. fun together. They play yeah. off each other well. That was a good. I did also like that it ended. I mean, it was still disgusting because she fucking cut them all up and then they turned into like a weird mutant. But I love that it like ended with them not really fighting. They were just being like, oh, she's happy. Let's just leave her here. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. yeah. A- anything else with the comics guys this nah. week? Not a lot of really good, good books. Some um, yeah. okay stuff. But yeah, uh, I'm more excited for Judgment Day than I was before. Correct. Agreed. And yeah. it's because that starter issue just so good. Yeah. Good job, Gillian. Um, as always, we like to wrap up the little something we call Plug Me Daddy, where each of us get to quickly highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, or experienced and want to share with you, our proud little, little homos. Uh, um, Anyone got anything? I'll go. You so please. just yesterday, uh, Andrew and I and two of his friends downloaded uh, The Quarry. So it's a new game. I forget the fucking development team, but they did the Until Dawn game as well. Mm. And they've done a bunch of these. So it's like you basically play, it's like a 3D adventure kind of like game and you play a bunch of different characters 
um, that can all die. It's basically just horror, like playing live action horror movies. It's like less survival horror because it's more storyline oriented. But the coolest thing that they finally got to, and I think I think I played Until Dawn with you, yeah. Ryan, and then also our friend uh, Josh Brammer, mm-hmm. and like we would just kind of watch. I played most of it, but watched and played it. What <gasps> you can do now so is there's like eight characters, and so you can assign them to players. So you can do like a multiplayer local co-op. Mm-hmm. So what you do is like you just pass one controller around to whose turn it is and whose characters they are. So we like had a whole like you know we had a whole night where it's like we picked everybody picked two, and then we got to play through at least most of I think all of the character journeys at least their first chapters and it's such a blast because you're like getting to choose like do you pick up like this or do you go through the door and then you also have like actual emotional conversations with people and like the dialogue changes all of them could die there's apparently more stuff where people can die faster now so we're trying to like play through the whole game together and it's an absolute blast whether you play yourself but if you've got some friends um just it's what we like don't? we literally were like <laughs> yeah well then you can still play it by yourself but what's also cool is they can do it online now too because they want people streaming it and like everybody like playing people but like our the four of us can't fucking stop talking about it we played it for about two to three hours last night and then we're like we need to play more of this immediately oh nice. that sounds so fun what's your plug ryan oh i got a plug let me tell you um okay so uh hulu's been releasing some fun content they're coming out with new seasons the new season of Solar Opposites is oh. out. So if you're dying for somewhat Rick and Morty content, but it's not coming out for a while. Um, season so, three? Solar. It's season three, yeah. yeah. So they did like a Christmas special right around Christmas time. And then... Um, <laughs> Shocking. And, <we're> good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, and this one, and they released the entire series. So it's it's a nice little... Oh, okay. It's a nice little handhold before um, next work. You know, I out. haven't watched any of that, so maybe oh, I'll... Oh, it's a fun one. Yeah, maybe I'll give it, I'll give it a go. Let like me a... just tell you that there's this, the wildest side plot. If you've seen none of it, I'm not going to spoil, spoil it for you, Kalen, but there's the wildest side plot. Was it in the second season? or the It's first? in all, of all the, seasons, the seasons, but it's just they do such a weird divert where it doesn't follow any of the main characters oh, at some point. I'll so fun. You, you got to see it to believe it. Uh, so my plug is us, actually. So we're going to be at FlameCon. <laughs> plug uh, us. We, 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 plug us, Daddy. Plug us. Uh, <laughs> we will have more of an announcement about this later on, but we're going to be there uh, on August 21st and 22nd, I believe, or 20th and 21st. I can't the remember. The Saturday and the Sunday. Sunday of, of that August. Yeah, whatever that is. I got to look at a calendar. But like, uh, if you're in the New York area, come uh, come say hi to us. And or come on us. Or <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then if you are traveling, you know, come and say hi to us too, because we love to travel and host. <laughs> I love it. If you live in New York, great. If you don't, go fuck yourself and never speak to us at FlameCon again. I'm kind of a snob, uh, but that's been our episode, right? Yeah, it's very cool. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. We've been Homo Superior. I don't know how many fucking times I can say Homo Superior in a two minute. I love that you are content. That's how you're plugging us. You're saying our name over and over again. Homo Superior. Oh. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Homo Superior. <laughs>